0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, June 12, 2014. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 76, the third paragraph, which begins, Now We Need More Action. Today's readers are... Santa on the 12 steps, Cheryl R. on the 12 traditions, and reading the text are Katie F., Lauren S., and Jill T. The reference number for yesterday, uh, June 11th, Wednesday, is 6452. OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is the fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry this message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A big Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeater Anonymous. I will now ask Santa to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning. My name is Santa H. from New Jersey, a newly recovered compulsive overeater. And these are the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, omitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we have harmed and become willing to make amends to them all. Nine, may direct amend to such people wherever possible, except when to do so, will injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly omitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and practice these principles in all our affairs. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Santa. And Cheryl R., would you read the 12 traditions,
2: please? Yes, thank you. This is Cheryl R. from Virginia, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 3. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 4. Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose to carry the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. 6. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, and television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Cheryl Orr to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 76, the third paragraph, which begins, Now We Need More Action. I will ask Katie F. to begin reading.
3: This is Katie Uff, a Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Virginia. Now we need more action, without which we find that, quote, faith without works is dead, end quote. Let's look at steps eight and nine. We have a list of all persons we have harmed and to whom we are willing to make a mess. We made it when we took inventory. We subjected ourselves to a drastic self-appraisal. Now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past. We attempt to sweep away the debris which has accumulated out of our efforts to live on self-will and run the show ourselves. If we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning. We would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. And, you know, this is the nuts and bolts of, of, uh, you know, finishing up his process of steps four through nine um, that having done our fifth step, um, having looked at our character defects, we should have a list of people that we have, um, you know, that we need to make amends to. And, you know, sometimes people will have a, you know, 200 names on there. And then when they pare it down, they realize that, you know, um, they hadn't done any actual harm or to do so would injure them or others. You know, so many of the amends that I needed to make or the or the people that, you know, I have had to pray for over the years because of resentment, they really had no idea that I felt this way towards them. And in if I were to make amends to them by saying, I used to think you were a total jerk, but I prayed about it and realized you're just another you know, member of society and I can accept you now, you know, that's not what we do. We don't tell people, you know, I, um, I talked about you and, you know, but now I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. I mean, we, it, it, there's just a lot of um, direction that you need before taking these um, steps eight and nine. It's very important not to create more havoc by, um, by doing this unguided um, and you know we also don't do it to boost up our own ego by you know wanting someone to know you know I'm so great now I've gotten abstinent and I'm changing my life and you know so because of that I need to make this amends for that time when um, you and I got in that big fight and um, you know we did, it, it, it it requires a lot of direction um, but, it, but it also can't be, you know, it says in here, we attempt to sweep away the debris, which is accumulated, but we can't sweep away the debris and sweep it under a rug and hope it just disappears. We have to take action. That's what this, par- this chapter is called, into action, that we have to, um, we have to finish. And that's what um, recovery has done for me is that I don't do half measures today. If action needs to be taken, I take the action with the direction of my um, sponsor and, and my higher power. Um, because as this last uh, sentence says, it was agreed at the beginning, we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. You know, we can't um, stop halfway through. You know, the, the promise if you take half measures is that you'll get nothing. And so it's the same way with um, these uh, amends. You know, we have to look at it um, squarely and take ownership of our part. We can't blame the other person. We can't tell them what they did wrong. You know, there's there's a lot of um, guidance that has to come, as I've said, and with that, I'll pass.
1: Thank
0: you, Katie. Who would like to share on this paragraph?
1: This is Santa. May I share?
0: Go
1: ahead, Santa. Thank you. Um, I've shared a handful of times during the second hour, and this is probably my second time sharing live, so I'm quite nervous. Uh, But I first want to say welcome to the newcomers, and secondly, I want to say thank you for the love and support I've received since I've been sharing on the line. Um, I'm sorry, my name is Asanta, uh, a newly recovered compulsive overeater and I'm so humble and greatly appreciative for the love and support that I've received from sharing, and I can't thank you all enough for that. Uh, my share today is uh, directed towards the newcomers, uh, which sits so he- heavily in my heart this share this morning, and let my um, previous um, fellow travelers share um, a little bit. Um, if you reach step nine, congratulations, but if you're not there yet, um, please listen to what I have to say. I think you will find this very helpful. Uh, four points that I want to uh, do my very best to stay within this time frame to share. And number one is to uh, make sure that you have a step guide. And this is what I'm gathering from calls and emails that I've been getting. Uh, make sure that you have a step guide during this process. Um, doing this on your own. And which I did when I first came in here a year ago, June 1st, I came into the rooms and came into a vision for you. Um, I found that I was a know-it-all. I was so messed up and didn't even know it. And I thought that was the easier, softer way was to do it on my own, and it's not. God knew exactly what he was doing when he sent me my guide into my life. And I hated her. And that is it was in a good way I say that, of course. She would tell me constantly, because I'm a know-it-all, she would say, shut up and just do the work. And I would get offended by that. But I have found today that that was the most profound suggestion she had said to me. And that, to me, is what I find myself wanting to say to other people. You know, just shut up and do the work. Um And and number two, for those who are looking for a sponsor, step-guide, ask your higher power for the willingness to become a student. Uh, And then the teacher, the step-guide, that your higher power sees fit for you to have will magically appear. That has been my experience. When I was willing to be a student and start trying to do this thing all by myself, that was when my step-guide that God saw fit for me to have appeared in my life. And number three, and for those who have a step guide, lean into the steps that you are at. Don't go ahead of your step guide. That's ego. Ego wants to impress others and let people know what you think you think you know. Be humble is the key. Be honest with your step guy. And number four, um and this is it's my humble opinion and my humble experiences that Step one is the most important step of all the 12 steps. It's the foundation. When you know that you know that you know that you're powerless, the rest of the step work becomes easier and freer. Without a foundation, step one, your program will crash anyway. It's not my experiences, thank you, God, but the book experiences and others who share with me that you've got to have a strong foundation. Make sure you have a strong foundation, and that is step one. And That's my humble opinion. And in summary, number one, have a step guide. Number two, be a student and allow your guide to guide you. Number three, do away with ego. And number four, remember always, you are powerless. My name is Santa. I'm a grateful. Newly recovered, Compulsively Eater from New Jersey. I thank you for listening and allowing me to share at this time. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Santa. Who else would like to share?
4: Um, Larry.
0: Katie G. from Boston. Okay, I heard Larry and then Katie G. Go ahead, Larry.
4: Good morning, Cassie. Uh, thank you for your service. Larry, Recovered compulsive 4 Reader from Chicago. So what we're reading about, um, you know, the principle behind Step 8 is self-discipline. And, uh, you know, in step eight, you know, there was there was a couple of instructions <clears throat> in regards to the fact that we made a list. You know, A, we made a list, and B, we became willing to make amends to them all. You know, and again, we, we already have our four-step inventory. We made a list of people we harmed. You know, so coming back to that, I mean, the first paragraph goes on to state, faith without works is dead. And, you know, one of the key things for me is to recognize that that my faith is not based on what I think and feel. You know, my, the, the quality of my faith is inextricably linked, connected to what I do. So, if, if you know, if you just heard me say that, you know, what you think and what you feel isn't important, then, then I either misspoke or you misheard me. Of course what you think and feel, what I think and feel is important very important. You know, I'm not saying otherwise. However, they're not going to be the foundation of my recovery. The quality of my faith is always demonstrated on what I'm willing to do. You know, follow me around. Watch, you know, watch what I do. See if there's some congruence in what I do, you know, versus my words, you know, and that was a demonstration of my faith. And so I can remember sitting down with step eight with my sponsor and, you know, my sponsor saying, you know, okay, you, you have this list of all people you harmed. Great. So, are, you know, are you, are you willing to make amends to them all? A- and in truth, I thought about it. Uh, n- no, not really. <laughs> Again, I wasn't ready to make amends to them all, only perhaps most of them. You know, there was a couple of people I wasn't willing to, ready to make amends to my mother. Um, so, well, then, you know, I may be on this eighth plateau for a while, if I'm not. And this is what the text says. You know, we have to be entirely ready to make amends. And I mean, that, that one person who I had, you know, real trepidation about making amends to, well, I didn't have to know yet what the nature of those amends were, you know, what were they going to be, nor did I have to make amends to, to that person first had to, you know, prioritize, I just had to be willing, you know, I mean, I made it need to take a, a day or two to pray and meditate on my willingness to be willing. So, you know, step eight, as we read here, you know, some of the people we resented, for example, you know, we also we also hurt, but but not everybody that I resented, did I hurt? And if there's something that I forgot or, or, or later, you know, recall, I can always add them to this, this eighth step list. You know, this should, this, this process, this eighth step should not take very long. So, um, I'm grateful that the text is my, you know, that's my manual for action. You know, that is what I use. And, um, all the other kind of, you know, hanging around and sitting and analyzing in step eight is not going to do me any good. My faith is demonstrated on the works that I do. Grateful for Alcoholics Anonymous, and with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Larry. Katie G. Canietta,
5: may I speak after
0: uh, Katie? Canietta? Yes. Okay. Thank Katie you. G., go ahead, and then Konietta.
1: Hey, Kathy. Good morning, everyone. Katie G. Recovered for today. I'm grateful to be on Steps 8 and 9 and we're into action as the previous speaker has mentioned and um, you know, um, for me um, I had my list, right? I had my list of amends and and the men's are different, right? Like before I did the work, I was Katie the I'm sorry girl. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I read people's minds. My behavior was contingent on what I thought they were thinking. And so I went around saying I'm sorry. Why? Because I wanted them to do and say what I wanted them to do and say. Right? So like if I say I'm sorry, then maybe I can control them. And maybe you'll give me what I want, and it's all about me. Right? So thank God we're now in the later steps. We've done steps one 7, we're on steps 8 and 9, and uh, like people have said, we've got our list, and we are making amends. And what is an amend? It's a change in behavior. And so my sponsor and I took a very close look at each and every name on my list, and I had at that time, I had I think like 140 amends, which is not like showing off or saying I'm better or worse than, I'm just saying how many amends I had, how much damage I did. And to be candid, a lot of those names were sponsors, sponsees, and fellowships. And family, because that's where the disease brought me. Where I went, I did a lot of damage. And so what she had me do is clearly identify what is the harm. Um, and, you know, I made formal appointments with each of the people that I, um, I made amends to. Um, and I said, instead of saying I'm sorry, I said things like I was wrong. I can imagine if I were you and, and I treated you this way, I would be mortified. Um, you know, the women that, I, that I, was, uh, um, I was their boss, you know, I said I was demeaning. I was condescending. When I used those words, I can imagine you felt, you might have felt belittled. And I was, you know, as specific as was appropriate. Like I didn't go into morbid reflection of, remember that time on Thursday when I told you, because I don't want to do more harm. And I got very specific instructions from my sponsor, and from God. And I wrote out specifically what I wanted to say. I also said things like to my to my family, I, I wasn't the kind of daughter I could have been. Irregardless of her behavior, irregardless of mom's behavior, right? Irregardless of dad's behavior, I was not a good daughter. You know, and um, I paid off a lot of financial amends and whatnot, but I guess what I really wanted to share in a quick second is just that this was really a process for me and it was it was one I could not control. So I became willing to make amends, but it took four years to make a formal amend to my mom. And I could not control that. But the important thing that my sponsor, I can't control anything, but the important thing that my sponsor kept telling me is all I need to do is be willing. And what's phenomenal is that people would just like pop into my life. In fact, yesterday a woman is, has been practicing yoga right next to me, and I owe her an amend. And God put that on my heart. And I am willing, I have to make amends to this woman, not, not because I want to feel good about myself, because but because if I don't, then eating is going to be a step up from how I feel about myself, because I am not going to be repairing the damage. And that is what it. it this is about. It's about restoring people's reality. That like Katie was a monster. Yeah, I was a tornado in that office. Yeah, I had no idea I was treating you so unkindly. I was wrong. I regret my behavior. And what is the amend I do today? Practice patience, kindness, kindness, tolerance, and love to all, right? So um, what an amazing step. Uh, keep moving forward. If you're on this step, if you're new, remember there are seven steps before we get to this. So don't worry about it. Um, and uh, it's a privilege to be here. I've sent this morning with that. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Katie G.
0: And Comieta, go ahead.
5: Okay, hi, this is Hanna Yeta, and I am recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body and grateful for that. Um, you know, a lot of people will say that they get a lot... First of all, I want to say ditto to everything that everybody has said before me. Thank you, thank you. It's been wonderful to listen. That um, my um, after my fifth step, I did not feel any relief. For some reason, it, it just didn't... I don't know, it didn't do that much for me. Um, but when I, um, when I got to step seven and eight, I had, you know, I made my, I, I finally said I humbly asked, I didn't know what humbly meant. You know, I didn't even know what that was. Um, and then I, I uh, humbly asked them to remove his shortcomings. And, and I didn't know what that really meant. So um then I, I made a list. I had a list and my list was very, very long as well because I thought I was the most awful, terrible person and everybody I talked to or everybody that was in my life I hurt. So my list was quite long. Um and then I uh uh and and then we we were on step nine and I was on step nine and um and and I had walked out of a restaurant not too long before I was doing this uh and I didn't pay I just walked out and didn't pay and um and my um this was I'm talking this was in 1980 something so but I um I walked out and and I told you know that was one of the people one of the things on my list. And um, so my sponsor says, okay, so let's go make amends. And I said, okay, okay. So uh, that will be the first one I do. And and she goes, no, I mean right now. And it was about a a 45-minute ride to where this restaurant was. She said, we're going to go now. And I said, now? It's 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock, whatever it was. And she goes, yeah, we're going to go right now. And when I got there, they were just closing the door. And I said, please let me in. I, I, I need to talk to the manager. She goes, well, what about? And I said, well, I didn't pay my bill, and I need to pay it. And so she went back in, and she came out, and she says, you can come in. And I went in, and I said, I'm really sorry. I left the uh, the other day, uh, whenever it was, and I said, and and I didn't pay my bill. And I And I have the money, and I want to give you the money back to pay my bill. And she, she just went on and on about, you know, how she's never had anybody do that and how wonderful I was. And I said, well, I don't feel like I'm so wonderful. I'm just making right wrong. And um, and I gave her the money and, and I walked back in and I got back into the car and my sponsor was in the car. And she says, you must feel really great. I said, no, I really don't feel great. And I stopped for a moment and I took a deep breath and I said, I feel strange. I don't think I've ever felt like this before. And I was describing how I felt, that I, I felt kind of warm. I felt kind of um, different. And she looked at me and she said, I think what you're feeling is humility. And I went, wow, this is humility? I said, I kind of like this. And that was when I had my, my wow Not after step five, but after step doing just the first amends in step nine. So, again, it's a process. You know, we do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then. And eight is just making a list. Nobody says you have to make amends. It just says to make a list. Make a list. Um, Eight and nine. We have a list of persons we have harmed to whom we are willing to make amends okay? We've made amends. We took inventory. When we took inventory, we have this list. It tells us. A Hanietta, of it's um, yes. way past three minutes.
0: Can you wrap oh, up? Oh,
5: I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I had looked. Yes, uh, and, and and that's it. So just keep coming back. Just keep coming back, and and it does work if you work it. Thanks a lot for letting me share, and I'm so sorry.
0: That's okay. Thank you, Hanietta. Good opportunity to remind everybody to keep track of time so everybody who wants to can share. Is there anyone else who would like to share on this paragraph? Rabia. Go ahead, Rabia.
6: Leah. And Leah. Good morning, everyone. This is Rabia. I'm a newly recovered compulsive overeater, and this is probably one of the most important paragraphs for me as far as my my own transformation is going um, because I get to fire myself in this paragraph. And believe me, um, that that was an easy conversation to have with myself the moment I did it. However, every day I need to remind myself that I am no longer running the show. Um, and believe me, God gives me a lot of opportunities um, to realize that every day Um, so you know in context uh, this is the evening I did my fifth step with my sponsor I came home I I took the hour and I thank God from the bottom of my heart that I knew it better and then in step six I prayed to God to help me continue to be excuse me continue to be willing and then I took the seventh step prayer with my sponsor from the bottom of my heart, on the phone. And then the first word of this paragraph, now, more action. Once again, the big book is moving me forward, moving me forward, Um, no resting on my laurels. You know, now it's time time to look at the eighth step and take a drastic self-appraisal and remember the last sentence of this, that... I agreed at the beginning that I would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. Well, that's the third step, and I made a decision to stop making decisions by myself. So um, I didn't realize it then, but in this step I realized now I have to fire myself because a life lived on self-will, To here it says, to our effort to live on self will and run the show ourselves, well i'm no longer running the show and um and and this is just amazing to me like i I have all over this thought I am fired, I am fired, I am fired <laughs> and um and it it's just amazing to me that that I can realize this today you know i don't want to be running the show i don't um i, I tend to go back to running the show and like i say you know god now god's giving me a lot of opportunities um uh to see uh that i've made an agreement to stop running the show, and now um, turn it over to God. Thank you so much for letting me share I pass.
0: Thank you, Robbia. And Leah, please go ahead.
7: Thanks so much, Kathy, for your service. Uh, It says here, if we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. And, of course, those last words are written in italics, which means it's quite important, very important. Um, You know, much like other freedoms, freedom isn't free. You know, although this step, uh, you know, makes us shake in our boots perhaps, um, you know, again, the question is, you know, how free do I want to be? I, I have no alternative. You know, there is only uh, door number one, which was to continue to eat myself into further madness and mayhem and eventual death, or or door number two, which was to pursue a spiritual path. And thank God I don't have to create that path. It's been written out with clear-cut directions and, um, you know, the steps, I wa- the way I look at the steps is that, you know, it, it allows me to repair three major relationships. One is a relationship with God, and steps one, two, and three handle that. The next is a relationship with myself, and steps four through seven uh, deal with that. And then, of course, correctly placed, you know, after my relationship with God is harmonized and after my relationship with myself uh, has, uh, been a, been, um, you know, allowed through the examination of of my thinking and my behavior, now I'm ready in steps eight and nine to to leave the house, so to speak, and begin to repair those relationships. I mean, I know I had food stains all over my relationships. My disease had really uh, diminished and deteriorated um, these relationships, and freedom was not going to be free, and rebellion was going to be fatal for someone like me, and delay was going to be dangerous also so I was pressed into it Uh, these italics really stood out to me you know step nine was going to have me go to those who I had harmed acknowledge the harm specifically take responsibility for my part and not not discuss their contribution to the event whatsoever and clean up and repair this damage the best I could. Why was that gonna be necessary? Well, it was gonna be necessary because we cannot live, uh, you know, freely on Thursday, uh, you know, June, June 12th. Um, and drag the actions of the '80s with us. It's hard to be happy, joyous, and free when walking down the street, and you hope you don't bump into uh, an ex-boyfriend, a former boss, uh, the you know the bank teller, and the IRS agent. You know, so this wreckage of the past uh, that existed in my head and and had harmed other people um, was a threat to my serenity. And it disturbed me one day at a time as I was trying to live one day at a time. So, of course, uh, step eight and nine uh, had to be dealt with. And thank God if we don't do it alone, um, we always have our higher power to give us that strength and, and the wind beneath our wings. And, you know, we don't delay it out of fear because if we delay this growth, we, we will experience stagnation in our progress And for someone like me, anyway, that was deadly. And with that, I pass things.
0: Thanks, Leah. Is there anyone else who would like to share on this paragraph before we move on? Okay, Lauren S., would you read the next paragraph, please?
8: I would. Hi, Lauren S., a recovered compulsive overeater from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Probably there are some still misgivings. As we look over the list of business acquaintances and friends we have hurt, we may feel diffident about going to some of them on a spiritual basis. Let us be reassured. To some people, we need not and probably should not emphasize the spiritual feature on our first approach. We might prejudice them. At the moment, we are trying to put our lives in order. But this is not an end in itself. Our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. It is seldom wise to approach an individual who still smarts from our injustice to him and announce that we have gone religious. In the prize ring, this would be called leading with the chin. Why lay ourselves open to being branded fanatics or religious bores? We may kill a future opportunity to carry a beneficial message, but our man is sure to be impressed with a sincere desire to set right the wrong. He is going to be more interested in a demonstration of goodwill than in our talk of spiritual discoveries. Oh, okay. The amends for me is step nine, step eight and nine. And it comes at the perfect moment, and it's when I'm finally able to get into the wheelbarrow. You know, I've been saying all along, okay, God, I'm going to make a decision. And I decide to carry it through with step four, where I'm really just venting and digging up a truth. And step four for me was laid out in a very organized pattern to really see what my disease, the, the real nature of my defects of character. And in my step five, my sponsor guided me, pulling out that evil and thread, really making sure that it was a real resentment and not just, just um, me trying to write a bunch of inventory to uh, write a lot. You know, to to kind of muddle the process. And then in six and seven, I was able to really get on my knees and say, I find this objectionable, God. This, I can't live my life running the show because not only will I eventually relapse, as the big book teaches me, but I am a tornado. And I saw that clearly. I was a tornado. It wasn't about the weight and the food, I was harming, you know, Hillary from when I was 13 and my mom from when I was 21 and my teacher from when I was 22, all because they have the same target statement of they attacked my, you know, feeling of being included. And then when I go to eight and nine, I'm a real compulsive overeater. I need to make amends. If I'm just a hard eater or if I'm just in the program for weight or if I can just go to meetings, and I don't need a spiritual solution, I'm not going to make amends because it's, it's, a, it's a, a solution with depth and weight. And for me, I made all of my amends face-to-face unless I made two that were on Skype because the person wanted to do that. And I did three that were letters because those people could not be seen. And in all three occurrences, you know, oh, my gosh, guys, I was building faith. I was living a spiritual path that was new to me. And I had two recovered step guides. I had the Vision for You community as well. And um, those nine-step promises were, oh, my gosh. um, Fine. Oh, thank you so
0: much. With that, I
9: will pass. I actually thought you had about 10 seconds, but
0: that's okay. Thank you. This is Bella. Can I share? Thank you, Lauren F. And
9: um, Bella, go ahead. Thank you very much. Good morning. My name is Bella, and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody that is on the line. Um our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be maximum service to God. Yes, this is the purpose of the programme, this is the purpose of the steps, this is the purpose of my my step forward, this is the purpose of doing the amends. I am here to be in service the maximum that I can to, to pass over the message that God has and not my message. And it reminds me like a delivery guy when he goes to deliver the the thing that this is his job. He has to deliver the the product, the whatever he has to. And sometimes it's not so comfortable, sometimes he has to go out from his Comfort zone from the store, from the restaurant, from whatever he is to go out and to deliver it. Sometimes the weather is not so comfortable. Sometimes the house it's not in a comfortable place. But this is his job, and this is my job. My job is to to give over the message. That God wants me to deliver, and sometimes I have to go out from my comfort zone. But I am not going for with my strength. I am not going with my power anymore. I am going with the power of God. I am going with the strength of with the, the strength that comes straight from God. I am not alone. Yes, maybe it's not comfortable. Yes, it is. Maybe. You know, it's it's not an easy job. Maybe <clears throat> sorry. Maybe sometimes the men that I have to do they are not so easy. And yes, it is. But I am not alone anymore. I am not alone anymore, and I am under the arms of secure and love. And yes, I am willing, and I want, and I need to bring. God's with me to do those amends, because this is the real purpose to be in maximum service of God. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Bella. Who else would this, like
0: to share? This, on this is Amy. Kim.
9: Okay, I
0: heard Amy and then Kim. Go ahead, Amy. Good
1: morning. My name is Amy. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from. Maryland, grateful to be here. Thank you for your service, and thank you for everyone who has shared. Um, I think what stands out for me today, but our man is sure to be impressed with a sincere desire to set right the wrong. He's going to be more interested in demonstration of goodwill than in our talk of spiritual discoveries. Well, clearly here, as we've been discussing in these paragraphs into action, there is way more to this disease than meets the mouth, if you will. You know We're looking at how we addressed, how we have related to others in the past, and we're clearing up the wreckage of the past. And for those that are closest around us, if they've seen us working through the steps, they're beginning to see in our behavior and in our actions a change. And so that when we come to them making our demands, because at some point we do not only change our behavior, we need to stand humbly. In front of the people that we have harmed, based on this list that we've gone through with the sponsor and decided who we do need to make these amends to, we do need to humbly stand before them and ask for forgiveness for our behavior and having hurt them. And I might add, regardless of how they have hurt us and regardless of what they have done, my sponsor always said to me, when I go to make my amends, it comes from an I statement. I never use the word you at all. It is about me and it is about my amends and my apology. And at some point we need to stand before them and we need to do the actual amends. It says in the big book here a little further ahead, a spiritual life is a theory. We have to, The spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it. And that's what this program and these two specific steps are about is where we live this theory. I make amends to people. I have no idea what their reaction is going to be. I better be trusting my higher power because what I am doing is I am making amends. They may take it well. They may not. It is scary. Talk about misgivings, as it said earlier in the the paragraph. There were misgivings when I made some of those amends, but I had to trust God. I had to live that spiritual theory by taking action. Notice the saying, pray to God, row to shore. I had to do the action steps and do what the footwork was and let God take care of the rest as far as what their reactions were going to be. And let us not forget that we're coming up on page 83 where it says, the promises, if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We're going to know a new freedom, a new happiness. We will not regret the past, no wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity, and we will know peace. The promises go on for another paragraph. And it says, we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. I can honestly tell you through this process of step eight and nine, my spiritual life came alive because I realized truly that God was working in my life and in the lives of those that I made amends to just by making those amends. It was an incredible experience. It's one we must not miss. That burden of the past, that wreckage of the past absolutely had to be cleaned up. And then I didn't regret it, nor wish to shut the door on it. It was just a part of who I, who I am, who I was. But I don't need to regret it anymore. I have this program, and I had a new freedom by working these two steps, and with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Amy. Uh, Kim, go ahead, please.
1: Thank you, Kathy. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. And I'm actually going to pick out those two same sentences that Amy just did. But our man was sure to be impressed with his sincere desire to set right the wrongs. He is going to be more interested in a demonstration of goodwill than our talk of spiritual discoveries. You know, there's this saying I love that says, you know, Your actions are so loud I cannot hear a word that you're saying. And I know for me when I tried to work the steps off the wall, I thought step nine was simply an apology, to apologize to somebody. And I caused a lot more damage doing a nine step like that than I did even the original, you know, what I originally did to them. So I pulled out of the dictionary, what's the difference between an apology and an amend? So to apologize means to offer an apology or excuse, excuse for some fault, failure, or injury. And that's what I was doing. I was offering an excuse when I was working the steps simply off the wall. So this is how my apology went before I worked the steps and, and really did the, the work that was necessary up to step nine. You know, hi, I, I want you to know that you're, I know you're a jerk, and now that I'm in L.A. and I'm holy, I accept that you're a jerk, and I'm going, to, I'm going to forgive you for being a jerk. That was my amends, because I never looked for where I was selfish, where I was dishonest, where I was self-seeking, or where I was frightened. So if I'm making an amends, let's look what an amends means in the dictionary. An amends, as a noun, means reparation or compensation for loss, damage, or injury. I need to right the wrong, as it's saying here. I need to make right the wrong. What does amends mean as a verb? To change for the better, improve and change one's behavior, to remove or correct faults, to rectify. So that means when I make an amends now, that means I am promising I'm going to change that behavior. When I was apologizing, I would apologize and go right back to that same behavior. No changes. So when i make an amends, I'm admitting I was was wrong, and this is how I'm going to make it right, and I will continue to be consistent and loving and kind in my behavior
0: from this day forward.
1: That is so different than when I was trying to work the steps that were on the wall. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kim. Would anyone else
10: like to share in
3: this paragraph?
0: Sarah? Sarah, go ahead, please.
10: Uh, good morning, Kathy. Thank you for your service. Good morning, Vision, for you, all the newcomers, and, and all my friends. This is Sarah W. from Iowa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Uh I would just say, you know, ditto on all these things. And um, I think the thing I have to remember is that when I do this step, I need to have good judgment and careful timing, as it says in the in the twelve and twelve uh, in the ninth step, courage and prudence. And I think um, so many of us have been on, um, you know, been working on this level of self. Will run riot, just, you know. I, I know I can be a bulldozer, just ramming my way through. You know, let's get it done yesterday. You know, I have no patience, uh, and that's my history. You know, with my behaviors. So I really have to discern with God's help with a person that I'm working with uh, that sponsors me to to help me figure out how to go about this because I don't want to create any more wreckage. And, you know, as other people said, you know, the greatest part of this whole paragraph to me is I finally find my purpose, you know. Uh, I can finally, you know, look people right in the eye, you know, get right-sized and realize that, you know, I have been afflicted with this disease for a reason. And now I have this beautiful purpose. You know, I had a sponsor that said to me, you know, I just just don't know what my purpose is in life, and here it is. Here it is, and it's in the ninth step. It tells us that we finally are able to be of service to other people. And it's not only with OA people. It's not only with recovery people. We go out in the world and we try to be of maximum service to God and all people about us. And that is the gift of the whole program, my goodness. And I can, you know, get right with myself. I finally have a higher power that I don't feel afraid or alone anymore, ever. And I can have relationships with people. That doesn't mean things don't come up that I struggle with and defects come out, but my goodness, I actually get to to live in this world and feel like, you know i'm a i'm a caring human being and that i am uh really doing my best to to do that work to be of maximum service to god and to other people and as far as um the last sentence the, the last thing i'd like to say is that you know living amends um you know, especially with my my family my children who i was very negligent with um and my my children are 38 and 34 Uh, you know, and my parents were probably the hardest living amends I've had to make uh, because those are the people that I have faced um, the most and those are the people that I have uh, been the most, um, you know, utilized my defects with the most and, and been the most harmful to. But I know that my children and that my parents and my mother, who's now gone, recognized in me after I did my amends all the changes that I've made. And I've continued to make, and I do continue to make, because I'm not done. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sarah. And it's now time for us to close the meeting. Um, Thank you, everyone, who has shared and who has joined us today. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Jill T., would you please read a vision for you, our book is meant to be suggestive only?
1: Hi, Kathy, can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can, thank you.
1: Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order